Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for episode two of In Conversation with Lee Ryder. I'm your host, Andrew Musgrove, and our chief sports writer is back. And this week, we're going to talk about Harvey Barnes. We're going to get Lee's thoughts on the wingers' arrival at Newcastle United and an unfortunate injury which has kept them out for the majority of this season. But Harvey Barnes is back and looking like the player Newcastle United thought they signed way back in the summer. I say that, it seems like a lifetime ago. Um, just a quick note that we are recording this before the Nottingham Forest game, so who knows what magic Harvey Barnes may serve up in that fixture, so just take that into note. You know, If he ends up scoring six goals, we're not being ignorant. We've just recorded it before he scored his six goals, so don't write in. Um, Lee, Harvey Barnes, you, know, you were in America, weren't you, when... Newcastle United went on that chase for Harvey Barnes and finally announced them. Just tell our listeners and viewers your initial thoughts when you saw that that deal was complete. Yeah, I think um, in the build-up to the, the completion of the deal, um, I was flying over to to America. So when the final touches of the deal were being put um, down on paper, as I, I was flying out of uh, it was Dublin to go to Philadelphia, and um, I knew the deal was nearly done. And then we got there, and you know he was unveiled at the hotel in Philadelphia. So it was it wasn't far after um, I'd done the video on the Rocky Steps actually. So I woke up really early in the morning because like you're a bit when you sort of jet lagged, you're waking up much earlier than you do. Uh, back home and um, you know I, I decided to do the tribute to the Rocky Steps and I knew the deal was close to being completed, done the dash up the Rocky Steps and then uh, ran back down the famous uh, sort of avenue which you see on all the Sky Sports and uh, and on all the movies and all that sort of thing and you know by the time I got the bottom um, it was done and I was able to to file the story and um, see the pictures and uh, with the black and white shirt on for the first time. So, you know, it's a transfer story I will never forget covering because, you know, it had all that sort of iconic part of it. And I think the whole team actually went up the Rocky Steps just after we'd signed and got the picture together up there. So it was uh, so it was pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, and, and in terms of kind of the, the magnitude of, of, of Barnes signing, because if you look across social media, you know, at the time there were a few doubters uh, questioning whether the, the price tag for one, 38, 39 million was, was, was too much. You know, he's come from a, a relegated side. Is that where Newcastle United should be aiming, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think he's got a little bit of bad press from some? Because personally speaking, I, I, I was excited when Harry Barnes signed. I'm excited to see him back. Um, on on the pitch, and I do think some people um, are a little bit too harsh on Harvey Barnes. Yeah, I mean, I remember when he first broke into the team at Leicester, um, and I think he'd been on loan a few times. But I remember when he kind of first started making his mark for for Leicester City, and I think I was standing um, watching him warm up down at the King Power Stadium, and uh, I'd seen a few clips and goals of him, and. I basically was talking to a colleague in the stand and, and I said, you know, he, he actually reminds me a bit of De Bruyne when he bursts into that last third. Uh, and I think they misunderstood what I said because they kind of gave us a funny look. And that I think they thought, I was saying, you know, 
he's going to be the next De Bruyne, which, you know, I wasn't saying that. I said he's got that kind of, that explosiveness about him when, you know, we've seen De Bruyne the other week uh, at Newcastle and he's got that pass through the middle and then bang, it's in the back of the net. And I think Harvey Barnes scored a similar goal against Luton on Saturday. I think that's fair yeah, to say. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think he has got something very special going on. Uh, it's been an, an absolute nightmare that he's been injured. Um, you know, I'll never forget that 8 0 win at Sheffield United. But I'll also never forget how disappointed Harvey Barnes looked as he sort of trudged back on the bus with the moon boot on, knowing he was going to be out for some time. Um, and I think it's one where. People have been counting down the time for him to come back. And um, just like he did with his, I think, his home debut, I think he scored against Villarreal in the Seller Cup. Just like he did with his Premier League debut, scored against Aston Villa, set one up. He's come back in the team against Luton from his injury and scored again and, and caught the eye. So a, a really good signing still. Yeah, what do you think Newcastle thought they were getting with... With Barnes, I mean, as I mentioned there, the 38, 39 million pound price tag, that's that's not cheap at all. It was a huge outlay, one of Newcastle's most ever expensive signings. What do you think impressed them enough to sign on the dotted line for Harvey Barnes? I, th- I think Eddie, the other day at his press conference, spoke about you know what he did for Leicester you know, last season when they got relegated, still scored 13 goals, was still a threat. And I think if you look at his, his record, you know, at Leicester City, um, I think he pretty much got close to 50 goals for them. Uh, and he's obviously a big part of, you know, what they're doing. Uh, you know, got into the international sort of status as well, didn't he? Got an England cap. Um, so that's the level of player we're talking about. So for £38 million, I think that's that's quite a good, a good price, really. Um, and he's already paid off. A couple of slices of that fee already with a couple of goals and um, an assist. So hopefully, you know, this is the start for him. His bad looks behind him. Don't think he'd ever been injured really badly before before this one. So, you know, he's, he's going to be going into his peak years, um, hopefully with the best football in front of him. So good for Newcastle and, and good for him. Mm, yeah, the last few seasons at Leicester, he played a, a ton of games, 36 games, 25 games, 32, 34 in the Premier League. So the injury he's had has, has been a, a strange one. And like you say, he hasn't really had a, a, such a long layoff before. And we'll get onto that in a moment, the, the injury that he did pick up at Sheffield United. I guess, obviously, look, we, we haven't seen enough of Harvey Barnes to say you know he's going to be a star at Newcastle. I think we've seen a little bit uh, of hints that he's going to be a fantastic player and that he's going to justify that price tag. But is it kind of a, a nod to, 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 to those who do turn their noses up at players who come from relegated sides or even championship sides to just to say, well, just, you know, hold your horses. Don't judge a, a player necessarily on where they've come from. Look at the rounded stats. Look at how they perform. Because sometimes, you know, you've got to drop down the championship to sign the next big thing. You know, there are plenty of examples of players who have come up and, and hit the ground running in the Premier League. And there are plenty of examples of players who've been relegated, who've just been unfortunate to be in a side that have gone down. Yeah, I mean, I think you can probably throw Andy Carroll into that category as well. He was a player who got relegated with Newcastle, but it was the making of him in the championship because he just gave him that bit of time to to settle down and perhaps have that extra touch um, in a game 
and just build on your confidence from there. So there's, there's loads of examples. Andy Carroll one is, is just one of them. Um, certainly for Newcastle, they've got a player who, in Harvey Barnes, who's going to not, not just bring goals, he's going to bring assists. But I, I get the feeling from him that he's quite a knowledgeable guy as well. Seems to be a player that could potentially be a future part of that leadership group Eddie Howe talks about. Um, so experience in abundance already you know he's only 26 but he's been around a bit and he's, he's done well so uh, he seems like a very mature member of any house squad um just become a father as well so you know it, it's not like this is a player who's who's going to be almost intoxicated by being at a big club like newcastle seems to be able to handle it already um and i think he had good advice around him when uh, when he signed Hmm. And when he did so, what do you think the idea was from Newcastle point of view? I mean, when I saw that he'd signed, my kind of initial thought was that he'd be ahead of in the pecking order. Um, Anthony Gordon would be behind him because Anthony Gordon hadn't really found his feet at that time at Newcastle. He'd scored against Chelsea um, towards the end of the season, hadn't he? But he hadn't really shown the form that we've seen this season. And in a way... It's worked out quite nicely for Anthony Gordon, and obviously he would have loved to have had Harvey Barnes competing against him, and uh, you know maybe to to sub on and off to give him a bit of a rest uh, every now and then. But it's worked out quite nicely in the fact that he's had a free hit essentially at that left flank, and it's it's worked wonderfully. But do you think at the time of Barnes arriving, Lee, was it a case that Barnes was seen ahead of Gordon, or was it going to be a rotation idea? What what do you think the idea was? Well, to be honest, I think both players can potentially switch sides as well. So I think you could at some point see them in the team together. Hopefully that's soon because, you know, if you had one on, on one side and one on the other and then Isak or Wilson in the middle, then, you know, that isn't a bad front three. I mean, I just wrote a piece today actually talking about the potential of the front three at Forest, the city ground on, on Saturday night. Um, you know, you've got Isak struggling uh, you've got um, Gordon with twisted ankle. We'll have to see how he is. But um, you could potentially have Callum Wilson, Almiron, and obviously Harvey Barnes. So that's not a bad front three. I think most Premier League clubs would have that as the front three when they're all fit and firing. So um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the team's going to be look like in the future. But there's a lot of games to come. FA Cup as well. So. Let's hope uh, they, they both get their fair share of chances. And as I say, one day they might be in the same team together. Hmm. I guess the idea was probably just to build a squad, essentially, wasn't it? To have those options to either change it if it's not going your way or if someone's a bit tired or, or does indeed get injured. It, it was, The idea would have been to have options to, to switch it up. And it's just unfortunate that he got injured. Again, Sheffield United, a fantastic win down at Bramall Lane. It looked a uh, very innocuous kind of blow to the foot. And to see him out uh, for the initial period of time was, was bad enough. I mean, on that daily, I mean, obviously you would have been kind of swept away by the scoreline. Um, uh, but seeing Harvey Bonds, you know, get injured, I, I bet you, you never thought he was going to be out for this period of time. Yeah, I mean, going back to that day, you know, the moment that he kind of sort of pulled up with the injury, you know, you're concerned that this could be um, could be difficult for Newcastle. Um, him going off nil nil. Then the goals came. So at the time, it was a real worrying moment for him and and everybody watching. 
And when he's had so many setbacks as well, because, you know, we've heard it now say he's getting close, etc. but he has had setbacks. I mean, you mentioned there the maturity of Harvey Barnes. I guess he, he he's definitely probably had his battles off the field when he's he's thought maybe he's nearing uh, a return to trainer or even to the squad, and then all of a sudden something's flared up again. And to to come through that still smiling, that's that 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 does definitely show a, a sense of maturity. Yeah, I mean, it was I think it was around um, just before Christmas. We obviously go down for the press conference, and, and you could see him putting the work in that. This is the unseen work that sometimes the fans, they don't see it because obviously there's no access to training these days. Um, and there hasn't been for a long time, but this is what, you know, you don't see. We we could see him putting those hard yards in um, and not getting any reward for it at that time. Uh, but thankfully, um, after his little setback he had and it was decision time on whether to have an operation, if he'd had the operation, then his season would have been over, I think, and that would have been a big blow. But they managed to get him through that period without needing the operation, and now you know he's looking good again. So he's had he's had his setback moments. Um, you know he's missed out on a lot already at Newcastle. I think he missed twenty six matches in all competitions, which is a lot for a new signing. Uh, you don't want to be sat in the stands, but hopefully now. Um, the final straight going into the last part of the season, he can be a key player. And we hate using that term, don't we? He's like a new signing. But I think with him, you might you might have exception to the rule there because he will be like a new signing if he can bring goals to this team. Hmm. What do you think the coaching staff have, have, have thought, you know, first of all, picking up that injury, I mean, a very bizarre injury in itself, kind of the, the, the bruising of the foot. And then, as you've mentioned, the setbacks. I mean, you're Eddie Howe, and then you've got all the other injuries to deal with as well. You must have just locked yourself in a, in a dark room and just been, you know, wanting to to wake up when it's all over. Yeah, and it, you know, you know what I'd say. It's 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 funny. I think it was a toe injury that I actually had, and it's always the the strangest things seem to cause us the most discomfort. That almost sometimes the stupidest things as well. You know. Um, it takes longer longer to heal, and um, I think everyone's everyone's hurt the toe playing football before or doing whatever, and uh, it can be it can be a painful one. And I think that that there's, there's got to be a lot there's got to be a lot of unseen sort of things for him. That, you know, behind the scenes, he's probably getting more and more frustrated. I've come here with this big price tag on my shoulder. I've got a toe injury, which is which is stopping us doing what I love. So it's been a tough time for him, but uh, so happy he's batting, so happy that he scored against Luton. It was just one of the great moments uh, at St. James's Park to see him get the goal. And, you know, I was lucky enough to get a few words with him afterwards as well. Uh, and I said to him, with your goal, it was almost like a bit of a rushed celebration. You didn't quite get the chance to enjoy it as much as you might. And he said, yeah, that's exactly what it was like. He said, if it's the winner in the last minute, you can really soak it all up. But he said, my only thought was to get the ball back, get it back in the middle and try and win the game. And that's probably a good example of the player that Newcastle have signed. He's not interested in the personal glory. He wants to get wins for the team. And I think that's so important. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's great to hear him speak with such maturity. And he also said after that game against Luton that he felt his season was, was over. He feared it would be over, which again is, is something... Really difficult to deal with when you're when you're when you're 
handed that possibility and he must just be so overjoyed and perhaps you can tell listeners what he was like to, 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 to chat to in terms of his kind of mood um you just must be overjoyed to be back playing again yeah he was and uh you know there's been a lot of times where he's had to walk through the sort of interview area and he hasn't been able to to, to do interviews um but you know he's he's a great guy in, in terms of you know talking to i mean obviously we we haven't had a chance to to get to know him too well but the, the few times i've had to speak to him uh he's been brilliant and we we did a big piece with him in the summer going back to america uh you know it was the heat of uh, atlanta it was absolutely scorching and uh he just put in like a really he was playing catch up with the pre-season fitness and he just put in you know we watched him like running around the pitch uh, for a good 20 plus minutes after they'd done the trip the main part of the training um and it was exhausting just standing there in that type of heat so it was you could see what a hard worker he was um and i think the fans were the fans the american fans um and the fans that had traveled over were like chanting um Barnes in the usa adam from the stands and you know it was it was all boarding well from at that point um but thankfully you know He's back, and uh, we're going to see the best of him in the second half of the season. I guess everything you've just said there, you know, when when you have spoken to him and his replies and his his response, and just the fact he's got through this nightmare of a time, it's a it's testament, isn't it, to Newcastle United's transfer approach? You know, we we've seen Eddie Howe and Jason Tindall several times talk about it's not just about ability; it's about how they apply themselves, it's about their attitude, and Harvey Barnes fits into that and it's another uh, tip of the hat to, to the scouting staff to Steve Nix and everyone who works with finding the next player Newcastle are going to bring in their approach is hard working it takes a long time to get the dossiers but hey it seems to be working and Harvey Barnes now just needs to add goals to his game to I suppose to, to, to become a real success yeah that's it I mean I mean I think the fact that um it, it, he hasn't really had too many chances because he hasn't played, but the things that have dropped to him, he's really finished off well. He's got those couple of goals. As I say, in pre-season, he got a couple as well. I think he made his debut in that the Premier League series and uh, caused problems coming on over there as well when he wasn't fully fit. So it bodes well. Um, but Eddie's trying to build something here. And I think in the next couple of seasons, he believes Harvey Barnes could be a big part of that. And on our uh, first episode of In Conversation with the Ueda, we spoke about Alberto Solano, club legend, absolutely fantastic winger. I think we both agreed, Lee, that he's he's up on the top list of Newcastle United wingers. Um, Harvey Barnes, if he can become half the player Nobby uh, became at Newcastle United, then, then he'll, he'll do all right. Yeah, not, not bad at all, really, if, if you can get them type of figures. Uh, I'll not put too much pressure on him, but uh, it's been it's been a good start, and um, I think really if uh, any sort of player who's not a striker if they can get double figures, they've, they've had a great season. I mean, you've got Sean Longstaff as we speak now. Sean Longstaff's got six goals for the season, so he's on course potentially get double figures. Um, and at the end of the season, when you, they sit down and they go on the holiday, the players, and if they've got double figures. From midfield, then you know they've, they've had a good, they've had a good season, you know, a good personal season. So hopefully he can sort of be in that bracket. It's, it's going to be a tough ask for him maybe to get double figures this year, but um, 
it's got a chance still. There's what 15 games left, 14, 15 games left in the Premier League, still in the FA Cup. A lot of memories to be made. Yeah, indeed. And hopefully by the time this goes out, he scored a, a brace or, or more against Nottingham Forest. Uh, just to, to, to finish off then, how excited do you think Eddie Howe is to have Harvey Barnes back and he's able to pick him? Yeah, very excited. It's been it's been really tough for Eddie through what has been a, a long, hard winter. And, you know, a lot of press conference, he was coming down and being asked, you know, a good 10, 12 questions about injuries. Um, I think he obviously wanted players to to be back, but they just, the treatment room was fit fit for Burston. Basically, there was that. that even Harvey Barnes the other day saying it's been busy in there. You know, so it's been like a revolving door. Um, but I think Eddie Howe's delighted that he's got him back. I think after the Luton game, he he got asked about um, his contributions, him scoring a goal. He says, look, that's why we signed him. Look, he said, look at what he did at Leicester last season. Leicester got relegated, and he, you know, he got thirteen goals. So huge for him. And also, I think from his, the player's own point of view, I do believe Scotland are keeping a tight eye. Um, they can call him up if they want. Um, so they're trying to to keep tight reins on him and, and try and get him to play for Scotland. And look, he could have a European Championship to play for here. Uh, this summer because he's still eligible to play for Scotland. So if he can uh, if he can get in there, then I think it's been a, a great season for him. If he's going to Germany with Scotland, that that would be a big a big opportunity for him. Um, whether his England days have, have gone, that whether that window of opportunity is, is passed, I don't know. But I, I certainly know Scotland have been taking a good look at him, and uh, they, they'd love love to have him uh, love to have him involved. Mm, a bit of extra motivation for Harvey Barnes going into the remainder of the season. This has been the second episode of In Conversation with Lee Ryder. If you guys listen and watch and want to get in touch with them, any suggestions of what we should cover in the future, you can do so. Contact either Lee on, on Twitter or myself or email the EIBW podcast at reachplc.com with any thoughts or suggestions on topics and we'll, we'll get into the, the best of them wherever you're joining us from whether that be on youtube or the podcast channel please hit subscribe follow and leave us a written review as well uh, for myself and lee we'll catch you next week mm-hmm.